Hey folks. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is the not first time I'm recording this for you. It's not the second time I'm recording this for you. This in fact is the third time I'm giving this a shot because two strikes out. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to record this three times. Well, this being the third. So if I have a lack of excitement in my voice because of the fact that this is the third time I'm trying to do this, sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't know what happened. The first time I was, I had this riff, it was going great. And, um, something didn't take on the internet. It just didn't, it didn't work out. Uh, so I'm like, oh, I'll do it a second time. Not as exciting to me. Maybe it was exciting to you. I don't know, but well, you never heard it. So how could it be? Second time didn't work. Starting to think something's fishy. <clears throat> so for the third, so for the third time, I got, I'm doing something different. I'm doing it on a different, uh, I'm, I'm doing it differently. I'm trying something different to make sure this works and it should work this time. It should. That said, this was supposed to be a short one, but, um, after I made some more notes and I did this, I, I basically rehearsed it twice. <laughs> it started, uh, it started going long. What I mean by that is originally I was just kind of planning that, you know, you sit in your car, you turn on the show, you, you order your fish tacos. And by the time the show's done, there's your order. Good and done. Ready to go. Fish tacos. Who doesn't like fish tacos? Let me explain something about the news in San Diego, California. And there, there's a point to this. Trust me. The news in, in San Diego, California is uh, nothing shy of amateur hour. Walter Cronkite, it ain't. Okay. Dan Rather, no. Uh, Jane Pauley, not so much. Yeah. It, Barbara Walters, not here. It's, it's, it's not good. We have things like it's Taco Tuesday, where to get the best tacos in San Diego. Literally, we have that. We have something called, uh, uh, it's Surf Diva Surf School time. Yeah, we have surf school on the news, folks, is what I <laughs> according to this morning we did. Um, yeah, these are things that really happen. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is it's it's amateur hour here in San Diego. We have a guy. <laughs> we have a guy uh, on one of the stations. I, I, if I even say the name, it won't matter because um, you don't get it. It's a local news channel. Uh, his his, his on-air name is Jason Ostell. It's Jason Ostell. He's super. He's, he's so put together. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure his real name is Schluntz, Jason Schluntz. <laughs> At least that's what I hear around town. His real name is Schluntz, <laughs> but he calls himself Jason Ostell. Yeah. All right. D just skip the on-air name Schluntz. Okay. And, and stick to, uh, riding around in a helicopter with your dog, uh, with your pooch Fido, whatever the hell his name was. My, my dog rocket is next to me in the copter. That's what we do. We have gimmicks in San Diego. Okay. However, there are new stories that get covered in this town. Alexa, play Journey. <laughs> Why not? Let's just see if this works. I don't know. Shuffling songs by Journey on Amazon Music. Hey. <laughs> 
I don't know if you can hear this, folks. Uh, yeah, don't stop. But when I say journey, Alexa knows. See, now I said her fucking name. Uh, okay. But she knows to play Don't Stop Believing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can hear this. I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm sure you can. The mic I'm using is pretty solid. But I just wanted something on in the background. Why not? Alexa, volume down. Alexa, volume down. Okay. Or not. I'm going to have some ambience in this one because fuck it. Why not? You're, you're, we're along for the ride. Who doesn't like a little journey? Anyhow, back to the news. There was a story on the news the other day, and the uh, the gentleman who was reporting it um, did a very big, I think he did a very big disservice to, you'll see where I'm, you'll see, well, to somebody in this news story, to some entity, I should say, not a person, but an entity, a company. So he reports on the fact that there was a LeBron James rookie card that sold for $1.8 million recently, okay? $1.8 million. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, it's not 20 bucks. It's not 100 bucks. It's not 1000 bucks. It's $1.8 million. Alexa, volume down again. All right. There we go. So what happens is he reports his story in the news and he says, oh, <laughs> I kid you not. He says, a local sports shop sold a LeBron James rookie card um, for what? No, he didn't say sold. A local sports shop made a, a, a card that sold for $1.8 million is I believe how he phrased it. Not sold. He said a local sports shop created a card that sold for $1.8 million. Local sports shop. Okay. He named everything about the card, the stats, the price, it was autographed, I think. I think it had a piece of jersey on it. It was LeBron James. It was his rookie. He named the rookie year. He named everybody or everything except for the name of the company who created the card, the local sports shop that created the card. Now, that local sports shop is, in fact, Upper Deck. And it is not a local sports shop jerk off. All right. It's, it's, it, it's ridiculous. It's a company that has, you know, a lot of people working. They have a big building, they're a facility. They're, they're, they're a company. They're not a local sports shop. And the reason it bummed me out, it just, it just wasn't fair. You know, it just wasn't fair that they listed everything about the card and they didn't say who made it. And here's why it, it irked me a little bit. Let's just say somebody's watching the news. I was right. And they said, Oh wow. A LeBron James. I know that guy. Oh, I mean, I know of that guy. He had a trading card that sold for $1.8 million. Jeez. Maybe I should get into collecting because I might have a chance to get something like that too. Now, keep in mind, I believe that LeBron James, now don't quote me on this, but I believe the LeBron James rookie card came out of a, just a set that was available to the public. It wasn't some, it didn't cost a million dollars to buy it. I believe it just came out of a set, meaning you just could have bought something and it had a chance for this to happen to you. Now, if said collector watching the news goes, I'd like to start collecting, where do I begin? And if they would have just said it was an upper deck card, my guess is guy or gal watching the story would have said, I'm going to go try to buy some upper deck cards. Hence, business grows. Okay. I just don't think it was cool to leave that part out. So I am going to take this moment and to be fair, because I just don't, again, I like to be fair. And I don't think this guy was fair or he's just stupid. Anyway, Alexis, stop.
There we go. You heard Don't Stop Believing. There's really no other reason to listen to Journey after that. Anyhow, uh, it was an upper deck card. Sold for $1.8 million. It was a LeBron James. Good on them. Alexa, stop. See, this was a bad idea. Okay. All right. She stopped. Finally. Again, in fairness, I want to point out that when I used to work there, my job was pretty straightforward. Um, But one of the aspects of my job was to handle all of the media as it pertained to gaming, right? I think you guys know that by now. Anytime there was an interview at a Gen Con or Origins or whatever, whatever show or whatever distributed thing, I was always there to do the media part of it um, because that was my job. Okay. That was part of my job. An important part, I might add. Um, and and over time, it became pretty clear that I was becoming the face of that gaming part of the business. That's fine because that's what happens when you're always talking about it in front of a camera. You become kind of the face of that part of the company. Not the company. I wasn't the face of Upper Deck. I was the face of Upper Deck in terms of gaming, right? Well, there were other people that worked in gaming there and not everybody really loved that part. The fact that I was always doing the interviews and the media and I knew about it. So I oftentimes gave the, uh, I threw up the flare, the SOS and said, Hey, uh, if you know, we don't have time, I don't have time to do this interview because I got meetings at Gen Con from, from nuts to butts, from top to bottom. Right. So I don't have time to do it. Hey, guy that I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Hey, guy, do you want to do it? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm offering you a chance. You say no. And I I offer that chance many times. The reason I'm saying this is uh, behind the scenes, I was always called a media whore by this one person. He didn't like the fact that I was getting attention or getting media coverage or, or whatever. Keep in mind, I'm promoting Upper Deck and promoting the games and promoting like the stuff we're doing at shows, right? Okay. But he didn't like the fact that it was, they just go to him. They don't go to me, right? And uh, he called me a media whore, blah, 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 blah. Well, the reason this is important, or not important, is last week there was a Gen Con. Oh, Gen Con. Jeez, I got Gen Con on the brain. That's that's now. <laughs> that's not last week. Last week was Comic Con. And it was supposed to be, see, amateur hour in, in San Diego, right here. Comic Con was last week. And our stellar newscast call it <laughs> Comic Con went viral this week instead of being live. It went viral. Uh, I think you mean virtual. Yeah, not viral. So they said it went viral, whatever. Uh, and they, they said, and what I was watching the news the other day and they said there was a story, a local sports shop wanted to get involved. I swear he said a local sports shop wanted to get involved. And I'm like, my ears perked up. And so, cause I knew where it was going. I think I knew where it was going. Sure enough, there was about a seven second segment, seven second segment on the news featuring this guy who used to call me a media whore all the time. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you. Um, I had to watch the segment, the seven second segment about four to five, four, maybe might've even been five times. The reason is I couldn't understand a word coming out of his mouth. 
it was impressive. I literally could not understand one word. Uh, it sounded like a bunch of Z's. It was. Now, this could have been compounded by, by a couple of things. One, and I can't take credit for this comment. Someone else said it in previous years, but it always stuck with me about this gentleman. Uh, maybe it was the reservoir of spit in his mouth that he constantly holds that uh, prevents him from speaking clearly. I don't know. Uh, or the fact that he's so nervous on camera that he speaks uh, at a thousand miles per hour. So combine those two things, reservoir of spit in mouth and talking extremely, extremely fast makes for a bad interview. <laughs> Just saying to be fair, right? I just don't know how somebody would have didn't tap him on the shoulder and say, this part isn't for you. Let's have somebody else do it. It's fine. You know, all those times you didn't want to do it, you should have done that now to be fair. So when I was called a media whore by this person, clearly they wanted to do it and they did it for this one. And boy, interesting, interesting. Anyhow, to be fair. Remember that time he called me a media whore? Yeah, well, there you go. So I was walking the other day and taking the dog for a walk about 11 o'clock shooting outside, wearing our masks, took the kids with me, had, uh, had the dog. I, you know, I'm going to put a mask on the dog because it'll just complete the set. If I do it that way. Yeah. It'll complete the set. Um, we're on a walk and we came across, uh, we're walking down this one part, like court, sort of in the middle of the walk. We're coming down this hill and, you know, all residential and we're across the street from a couple that were standing in their driveway talking to uh, what looked seemingly to be a contractor of some sort. Uh, he was well, holding a clipboard. He had a van. I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming it was a contractor. This guy was also wearing a mask. Well, the two, the couple that were in the driveway, the man and the woman were not wearing masks. And as we're passing them, you know, they're, they're, the three of them are having a conversation. I can hear them talking because I have, you know, bionic hearing and bionic eyesight, period. That's how it works. I could, I could pick up a, I could find like a safety pig in a pig, safety pig, safety pin in a shag rug. I can find it. I can do it so you won't step on it with your tootsies. I can find it. So bionic hearing, bionic eyes. So what happens is, we're walking past these folks and they're, they're chatting, they're chit chatting about, you know, they're, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it had to do with the, the big red stain on the driveway. And I believe this guy was a power washer specialist because clearly the guy that lives in this neighborhood, you know, can't get his hands dirty. So he wanted to use a power washer, but he doesn't know how to use a power washer. So he's embarrassed about not knowing how to use a power washer. So he had to call somebody who does power wash because they know how to do a power washer. And he doesn't because he's that guy that lives here in this place. And he doesn't want to get his hands dirty with the power washer, cleaning the, the bottle of Cabernet that exploded on his driveway, his precious white driveway. So he's probably embarrassed about that. And he had to hire a guy to come out to pressure wash his driveway is my guess. So what happened is we're walking by and all of a sudden they stopped talking and they're looking at us. They're looking at the three of us and the dog. Again, I got my kids with me. We're walking. They're wearing masks. I'm wearing a mask. Dog isn't. And I noticed they just stop and they're staring. I'm looking at them now and I'm looking at them, looking at us. Nobody's saying a word and we just keep walking. And as we kind of pass them, we, we pass them a little bit and, you know, we're not directly across from them. I mean, keep in mind, we're on the other side of the street. What's that? 25 feet, 
30 feet, you know, add in the length of the driveway, 50 feet away from them, something like that. I hear the woman say this. Oh my God. It's insane that he makes those kids wear masks. It's insane that he makes those kids wear masks. Huh? Yeah. Folks, we're never getting the fuck out of this. If, if we have the attitude in, in, in this country of, oh my God, he's making those kids wear masks. Yeah, we're never, we're, we're fucked. We're never getting out of this. Yeah, I do make my kids wear masks. I wear one, they wear one. Um, they understand why it's important, quite frankly. And, and let me point out, you know, I've heard children under the age of two, I believe, or maybe three are not required to wear masks. I understand that. Well, um, my kids can poop on their own. They can clean themselves up. They can get themselves dressed. They can pack a suitcase. They can take out the trash. They can hose down a yard. They can pull weeds. They can do chores. They can fold laundry. They can cut their own meat. They're old enough to wear a mask. All right. And, and in my house, that's what's happening. In our house, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's insane that I make them wear a mask. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's insane that you don't. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be extremely clear about this. I don't have a reservoir of spit in my mouth. I am going to be crystal clear. It is insane that you are not wearing a mask. Got it? Got it. Now I didn't say anything. I didn't I kept going. We didn't we didn't stop. We didn't uh you know we didn't uh make a stink. We didn't do any of that. Uh what we did do is just, you know, I, I didn't, the kids didn't hear it. I'm looking at my notes. The kids didn't hear it. Uh, I know they didn't hear it. So, you know, whatever. Um, kept going. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything right then because I didn't want, I didn't want the kids to see what kind of a lunatic I really am, you know, and, and blow up in someone's face, I guess is, is the best way to put it. So we kept going, went home. Boy, by the time I got home, I was fuming though. Fuming and angry fuming angry. So point is, we're never getting out of this. <laughs> it's here forever, folks. We're people don't want to be inconvenienced. It's so hard. It hurts my chin. I can smell my own breath. I don't like that. It's, t it's hard. It's, it's like climbing a mountain kind of hard to wear one. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, and by is, I mean, it's not. Give me a fucking break. So I started doing eBay. Okay. Started doing eBay. And the reason I started doing eBay, um, hold on. God, what? What? What is it? What? what happened to my notes? Oh my God. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Recently deleted. Hey, there it is. It went to recently deleted. All right. See, live. <laughs> also amateur hour. I started doing eBay and I started doing eBay specifically because I wanted to purge my sport card collection. You may ask, why do you have a sport card collection? I thought you were a gamer guy, not a sport guy. Well, I'm not. However, graciously enough, Upper Deck uh, for many years did something that they didn't have to, but I thought it was very nice of them to do. See, at Upper Deck, you're not allowed to, if you were given anything, which you really rarely were. 
But if you were given something, you weren't allowed to sell it. You were That was just part of the deal. You sign up to work there. If you get a thing, you can't sell it, period. That's the end of story. No ifs, ands, or buts. There were people that did, and there were people that got fired because they did. Well, they should have known. However, every year, Upper Deck gave employees, for many years, not maybe not every single year, but for several years, they gave uh, an employee card. Now, I don't, I don't mean... Uh, Merry Christmas from Upper Deck. Here's your card. Here's to another year of hard work. Not that kind of card. I mean, they gave what is called an employee trading card. Typically, these cards were high in value because A, they're extremely limited to only employees. They only come out once a year. They never get put into a, a public set that you know a, a consumer could buy. In the, in the in the local card shop, <laughs> local card shop. I'm telling you, uh, they can't catch a break over there at the deck, man. I mean, local card shop. Ugh, they're a company. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Again, to be fair, so they give out these cards every year, and some years they uh, were pretty generous, quite frankly, in the kind of cards they gave. It, it might have been like a stack of cards. And typically, these are good things. Like, I don't know, how about an autographed Wayne Gretzky card? That's pretty good. I'm not a hockey guy, as you well know. However, that seems to me an important type of thing. Okay, Autograph LeBron James. How about a Michael Jordan something or other? Okay, How about that kind of stuff? How about lesser people like a Connor McDavid or a Ben Simmons? I don't know, whatever. I think he plays a sport. In any case, we got a lot of sports cards. And one year, I believe, let's just call it 2014, I said to the guy, I said, look, um, you know, I, we do a lot of these employee cards. They're great. Don't get me wrong. However, it's never an entertainment card. We have this great license in Marvel. Can we please utilize that once at least it was, it was a welcomed idea. And the instruction was, hey, email your favorite character or characters, you know, email them in and there will be a, a fancy employee card, come employee card time um, with these characters on it done by a sketch artist. It'll be just for you. So I was like, this is great. And I said, uh, I'm going to submit my answers. And it was, my answers were cable. And apocalypse. Those are my those are my guys. At least at the time they were. Right? You know, Wolverine's awesome, and I, you can really soft spot in my heart, but very overdone. So it was Cable and Apocalypse. Submitted that, and there was a guy there who was in charge of this process. Uh, we're going to call him the Android. We're just going to call him the Android. Okay, he's an Android because I believe at night when he goes home from his hard day of of working as an Android. He, he goes home and he plugs himself into his Roomba style charger in the corner of the living room. And he just stands there until morning time in which time he, uh, unplugs himself and finds his GP, his internal GPS takes him to work. Right. He's the Android. Call him the Android cause he has zero emotion and he's, I don't know, weird. Um, yeah. So me and the Android didn't get along too well because, uh, I was trying to take one of his, I was, I'm sorry. I was told I was trying to steal one of his employees. Okay. Trying to steal one of his employees from his team over to my team. Now I hadn't done it yet. And by steal, here's what I mean. There was a position that opened up on the team I was on. Uh, I liked the way this uh, certain gentleman did his job. Uh, we got along pretty well. 
and I said, I have a spot opening on my team. Would you like to apply? Again, this is stealing. Uh, the person said, dear Christ, for the love of God, yes, I would. Okay. So that was that was the stealing process that I, I, had, I had done to the Android, apparently. And I took someone off his team to bring over to mine, uh, stolen. So in turn, the Android... Uh, held a grudge. I guess his restraining bolt came off and he was able to install his emotion chip and he had a grudge. So when the employee, Marvel employee sketch card time came around, I was very excited to receive my cable and apocalypse of some sort. I was looking forward to it and I, I was handed my card and the person who handed me the card was frowning and they were very uh, upset. Well, maybe not upset, but they were, they seemed sorrowful. They seemed like they were uh, apologetic. And I was like, well, I don't understand. And I was told the Android decided that I would not be getting the card that I requested. Uh, in fact, I would be getting a lesser card uh, from a, you know, uh, from honestly, not as good as a sketch artist as the person who did the Cable and Apocalypse card. That Cable and Apocalypse card went to a very different employee who I think requested Squirrel Girl. Something like that. They got Cable and Apocalypse, and I got a different card. So, reason I'm saying this, I put that card on eBay. And I was bummed because, well, you know, it wasn't the one I wanted. Whatever. It's fine. I'll part ways with it. And so far, it's up to, I think, $170 or something like that. Something along those lines. So, good riddance. eBay. Um, I don't know. Uh, but again, very gracious on Upper Deck's part to even give us those things. They didn't have to. Um, but they did. It was very nice. Is anybody watching like the, the Peacock? There's a lot of good stuff on that streaming service. I just, you know, I discovered it the day it came out and it discovered well, it was in my face and 50,000 ads, but a lot of good content. And it seems to, you know, mostly be free. You can pay if you want, but man, for free, find a lot of good stuff. I've also watched a movie the other night that it, it's way under the radar watched it years ago. It's called At Close Range. Okay. This is a movie with Christopher Walken, Sean Penn, and Christopher Penn. That's the, that's the lineup. That's the header. Mary Stewart Masterson, sure. But the, you know, I'd say Sean Penn and, and, uh, Walken are the, uh, are the top tiers in that, in that casting call. I'll tell you, it's an underrated film. Crispin Glover, right? Underrated film. Just watch it once. I think that this one's on Prime on Amazon. Give Jeff Bezos some help. He needs it. He's hurting. He needs it. Anyhow, at close range, there's like one or two scenes in that movie. One specific that is hard to watch, man. But it's got that good Madonna song in it from the 80s. Uh, Live to Tell, I believe. Yeah, it's a good movie. Really under the radar. I totally forgot about it. Saw it years ago. Watched it uh, the other night. Just really good movie. I thought, I thought it was, in, it was good. It's not a feel good movie <laughs> by any stretch, but a good movie nonetheless. Hmm. So anyhow, listen to two audiobooks the other day, All right? One by a comedian I am very fond of, but man, what a, what a tragedy. Artie Lang, right? Now I read his first book. It's called Too Fat to Fish. Very funny book. I enjoyed it. Very funny. I I like Artie Lang. I dig his sense of humor. Yes, he's crass and he's not politically correct. And he, he calls uh, women brides 
and uh, he makes, you know, jokes about, you know, homosexuals. Yeah, I know. I get it. He's, he's not everybody's comedian. I get it. And he's raw and he's, but not being not politically correct is how he built his career. So I, I can't begrudge that. Uh, anyhow, I read his, uh, yeah, his second book, Crash and Burn. <sighs> wow. Yeah. The title says it all. Um, it was a hard, I actually, I said I read it. <laughs> uh, I read it on the audiobook menu and then I bought it for a credit and then I listened to it. So that was crazy. Um, it's hard to listen to. I followed art. I was, a, I'm, I'm still am a big Stern fan, been listening for years and I love the Artie Lang years on Stern. That was like a nine year run. I, pinnacle of, of Howard Stern broadcasting was when Artie was on that show. And just to hear like, hear what happens after he went off the air and I never heard from him again. That was hard. That was hard. The other one I read, <laughs> listened to, <laughs> was Colin Jost a very punchable face. I very funny. I enjoyed it. I like Colin Jost. I think he's a I think he's a wholesome fella. I like him. Um if you don't know who Colin Jost is, he's the guy in Weekend Update on SNL. He's the white one, right? He's not Michael Che, he's Colin Jost. Uh I believe uh, one of the list of names that he <laughs> that he was uh referred to as in his own book, uh if like a glass of egg whites, I think is what he was called, which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway, it was a funny book. I, I listened to Crash and Burn, and then I listened to A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. Uh, I think I did that in the right order. If I did it in a different order, I'd still be depressed over Artie Lang's book. Right. I don't know. The other thing is, got some decent shows coming up, one of which... You might have heard that we did a G.I. Joe show. Now, I think I think we screwed up on the G.I. Joe show, and here's what I mean by that. Again, I'm speaking clearly. I think we did a disservice to the brand. We didn't we didn't go, we didn't get to the end zone. We didn't we didn't score the touchdown. I think what we did is we got to the 50-yard mark. Not even. I think we got to about the 40-yard marker. And then uh, we fumbled the ball and the uh, the game was called on account of lightning or something. Uh, I think that's what happened. We didn't finish. We got to about almost to the movie. And then we didn't, we didn't go from there. We didn't talk about the movie, what happened after the movie. And I mean from a toy perspective. We didn't talk about the dark years of everything that was on a pink card. Ugh, space Brigade. We didn't talk about any of that. So I think we got to do like a a sequel to that one because I don't think we're done. I've been thinking about it a lot. I'll reach out to Alex. We'll see what we can do. The other thing is um, very recently we did a uh, Transformers extravaganza with uh, the lovely Chris Leader. Him and I had a hoot doing the Transformers show. But there's uh, there's... There's the third brand to complete the trifecta, the hat trick, the win place show of, of toydom. Toydom? Sure. Toydom. Uh, we haven't done that one yet. And so I reached out to a guy who I, I believe has the chops to sit down and we can go toe to toe and talk about this, this other brand. If you don't know it by now, I don't know where you've been in the eighties. I don't know. Um, but we're going to talk about that one. I think next week coming up, you know? Yeah. 
So got some got some. I meant to do it around May fourth, but it we, it couldn't it couldn't sync it up. Had a whole bunch of other stuff scheduled, and uh, but now we're getting around to it. Better late than never. Again, this will complete the toy trifecta. If you don't know what it is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would imagine you do, and I would imagine you want to listen. But if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. So that's it, folks. That's it. We got nothing else. Are your fish tacos ready? Did you order them yet? Or were you so enthralled in this you forgot to order them and now you're like, Fuck. it's going to be like another 15 minutes for me to get those tacos. And by the time they're done and they bring them out to the car and I do a safe pay, meaning I don't go in there and give cash, I'm giving them the card behind some plexied window maybe. I don't know. Or are they going to bring them out and just do a square space or something along those lines? I, I don't know. Hmm. Anyhow, this was Brenzor. Brenzor is dead. Hey, folks. Brenzor here. Hey, listen. You know, I love providing content for you. I really do. It's it's enjoyable. I have a good time doing it. I, I feel like you're enjoying it because I get a lot of comments and I get a lot of messages and I get a lot of people saying, hey, this is this is awesome. I really like what you're doing. Keep it up. So listen, if you can support the show, I'd appreciate you doing so. Head over to the Facebook page. You'll see the link on Anchor. Click on it. If you want to support the show, go for it. Donate a buck. Do what you got to do. I appreciate it in this weird time. But if, you know, if you do and, um, you know, I get enough support, I could start uh, maybe uh, leveling up the show production a little bit. What do you think? All right. Well, look, if you want to and you can, I'd appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave it at that. Go to my Facebook page. <laughs> Brenzor's Dead on Facebook. You'll see the link at the top for the Anchor site, which is anchor.fm forward slash Jason dash Brenner. Boy, that wasn't a mouthful. Anyway, go over to Facebook. You'll see it. Click on it. There's a support button. Support the show. Dunka. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.